listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. There wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we ventured back into the studio for episode 348. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, what's going on? Yes, sir. So what's you been getting into this weekend? Uh, this weekend, I only got to saw one movie. I saw this uh, movie called Assassin's Club. Okay. That was pretty okay. It was a pretty mid-tier action movie, but it was Is still it pretty enjoyable. <laughs> Say again? Is it, Is it all in the title? Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, it's about um, uh, it's about an assassin that gets um finds himself trapped in this this, this game where it's a last man standing competition and shit, and then um as you go along you find out that there's uh more layers to it and it isn't just what it seems on the surface and ultimately it's about him trying to kill all the other assassins to keep himself safe and also somebody he care about. So okay, so uh, assassin battle royale. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good setup for an action movie. Yeah. <laughs> now, whether it lands all the beats, that's on them. But yeah. uh, you're saying it was pretty mid-tier? Yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty mid-tier. They did, they did some kind of silly things in there. You know, they did the, the whole movie magic shit that um, at some points it was a bit ridiculous, but it's all good. It, it's, it's tonally consistent, I would say. Absolutely hey. totally consistent. John Woo made a career off of movie magic. There was nothing that they shot in those action scenes that was plausible at all. Yo, I remember it was one time I saw a joint where he had Jackie Chan uh, um, tie a rope around the shotgun and peer around the corner and, like, yank shoot the shotgun around the corner. I was like, yo, my nigga, what? What, you can't do that? Out of control. Can't do that? I'm not nearly that. I'm not nearly that cool. <laughs> Everybody, man, once you get a shotgun, you can do that, bro. Once what they put it in your head, everybody can do that. Oh, man, it was pretty gangster, though. I'm not going to front. Yeah, Definitely this, worth shooting, even despite the lack of realism. This this movie's um, version of that was like, he was on um, he was trapped in the middle of a bridge in an ambulance. And um, he was uh, on both sides. There was motherfuckers ready to gun him down. So he was like, all right, fuck it. And then he um, grabbed a couple of tanks from inside the ambulance, fucking uh, uh, reversed, uh, and then drove off the bridge, uh, hopped out the ambulance, shot the one air tank that was in the, the, in the ambulance to make it explode, and then <sighs> dove underwater using the other air tank to keep himself underwater. So, Yo, like, I don't know who, like, who in Hollywood <laughs> thought of that? Like, like... When they shoot, like, the, the valve and make the thing, like, spray out, that's one thing. But when they shoot the tank and expect it to explode, yeah. it's like, nah, B. That, those tanks are made literally to stop that from happening. I, I think he, like, uh, 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 released a little bit of the gas that he shot the gas to explode. But it's another one of those things where, like, nigga, you Still, didn't look around and verify what any of those canisters were. Yeah. You just grabbed canisters, unscrewed them, and did your shit, and it all nigga, worked out. That was, just, that was nothing but, but the most inert gas you available. <laughs> It's like, yeah, the ambulances typically always keep gases in there that, that's going to explode and blow up the whole ambulance. But that's what I mean, where it's like, it's got some ridiculous things in it, but, like, it's totally consistent. So it's not like it's just like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. But um, I, I, I do got to dock him for the old school, like, uh, they went to the uh, 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 Jason Bourne school of action photography. So it's a lot of shaky. Cam. Yeah, I was about to say shaky. It's a lot of like shaky. Like an old cam. man behind the you camera. And um, the fights were uh, shaky cam, quick cuts. You know what I'm saying? That type of shit. So it's not, it's not the gang. It's not the high tier action movie. Listen, um, I'm fights. all about you know equal opportunity for disabled people in the workplace. But can we not have the cameraman who has palsy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the cameraman's over there and can't can't keep the shot straight for nothing and he had nobody hey, bringing in themselves to tell him like don't bruh don't, don't put that on the cameraman you feel me that's the director the director saw that shit after the fact it was like and yeah it's it good yeah he was like yeah this is exactly what i want you feel me he's like i could I do something with this exactly but, oh man yeah the, the fights i mean they weren't bad but you know 
and they weren't like Jason Bourne tier where it was actually like super shaky, super cutty. It, it was like probably like seventy percent. I think it was the cuts that. for me that was very. I I don't actually you know I actually don't mind shaky camera. It's the cuts. Mm-hmm. You, you you can't shake and cut. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it like all right, really bro. Now you're just scrambling my brain. And it makes it hard to follow the fight. For exactly. Sure. It's like yo, if you give me shaky camera, give me on box shaky camera all day with one continuous cut. Not gonna mind at all because you won't notice it. But when you're cutting during that, it's just like no yeah. sir. None of the because it doesn't fit like none of mm-hmm. those those slices of 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 uh, shots fit together when they when they get cut. Feel man, the yeah. fight just ends up looking jank. Mm-hmm. But this one, this movie, they were they weren't that bad. They were pretty enjoyable. There were some pretty good fights in there. Um, the movie stars uh, Henry Golding. Um, he, he's not been in too much, but I know no one saw it. But he was the lead in the Snake Eyes movie that just came get out, out recently. <laughs> No, okay, and, um, I definitely didn't didn't remember that. Yeah, yeah, no, that movie got horrible reviews. That movie got shitted on. Dang, they um, shat upon it. Yeah, pretty bad. From my understanding, that movie was not good. But Snake Eyes was in it, and he's the lead in this movie. Uh, and he's um also Rumi N- Numi Rapace is also in the movie, and she mm. plays one of the assassins. She's pretty good. The rest of the assassins, they just have like small parts. There's some decent fights overall, but it's mostly some of them go out like bitches. That, that happens. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's just how it goes because in the assassin the game. Assassin, yeah, exactly. If I get the upper hand on you, there's a good chance I might eliminate so you before man, you get the chance. Not everybody can go cool. out in a super cool fight. So some of them just went, went out like bitches. Also, runtime and budget. That too, 100%. 100%. <laughs> runtime plus budget They're can just like, Yo, do everything. Yeah, let's just... This guy, he's just going to go in like three seconds. <laughs> but overall, I, I gave the movie like a solid six and a half, seven, you know what I mean? It, it, Very watchable. It was a, yeah, it, it was a fun action movie. There's some ridiculous shit in it, but not enough to take you out of it. And um, yeah. Well, where does unwatchability start for you? Because for me, it's like around four. Absolutely. Four out four. of ten is where I'm just a like, four. That's I'm why hard not to You'll almost it. never hear me rate any movie a four because I probably will not sit through a four or a five. Okay, yeah. So the only the only movies that get a get a four or a three are ones that you did not complete. Me, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sitting through. Like once the movie starts upsetting me to the point, you know what I'm saying? What's the opposite of why I'm watching the movie starts happening? I stop watching it. <laughs> Can you think of a movie that that was just bad and not upsetting? So I'm thinking um, about like a movie that because I'm sure yeah, that the one exists. That yeah, I've for sure. I'm just trying to think of one. Uh, I don't remember what the title of it was, but there was a WWE movie, Leprechaun horror movie, I believe, starring Hornswoggle, and I was like, oh shit, it's a it's a, a WWE movie starring Hornswoggle. I mean, I, I don't really not really <laughs> familiar with Hornswoggle like that, but Bro, it, it all was, of those words sound terrible to me. <laughs> but it was the first time I see WWE movie Leprechaun movie starring Hornswoggle. I was like, all of those words sound atrocious. Yo, I made it like four or five minutes in, but again, I was like, yeah, no, nah, I can't. I can't, bro. I'm not mad at I it. Can't do I just it. can't do it. Nope. I was like, I, this shit is... I, the, to be fair to them, I have a feeling that's how the tone of the movie was going to be the entire time, but like the 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 first the t- first f- opening five minutes where they were setting the tone of the movie, I was like, oh yeah, if See, that's what this is, I don't want no part of it. The problem is, is that you went in out of morbid curiosity, mm-hmm. and the movie was made for 100%. people who were absolutely bored out of their mind, and oh, you were and not yet to be absolutely bored out of your mind, so you weren't in the right state of mind to watch that. If and you're probably fans of Hornswoggle as well. Yes. You might be familiar with a shtick and like it, but... But if you were bored and at wit's end, I don't know, that might slap. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just... I mean, it could be. If, uh, if you're super high and you're with a bunch of people, that movie might be a pretty funny watch just to make fun of, but... Uh, not by when you're not when you're by yourself, bro. That shit's just like, yo, what is... You know what it's like? It's like, um... It's like those old, uh, like early late 90s early 2000s movies but a it lot of felt them. like it still had like the 1980s like um like uh uh not party house or fret house what's that movie where the fucking people are having college parties and it's all stupid animal house animal house that's the one so it's like it's got like the old school um Culture, like, like the eight, no, 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 just like you know the whole the, the vibes of those movies. Okay, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, basically yeah. like, oh yeah, you know, we're just it, the nineties is a vibe. Th- this, is just, <laughs> this movie was just made for us to show titties and act real yeah, stupid yeah. on camera. 
And then it it's was like, like chomps, combined chomps, with chomps, that, chomps. but with like also like the er- late '90s, early 2000s horror movies, like the sort of like this early screams and shit, like mm. how you know the the goofy teenagers get murdered type shit. And uh, I couldn't I couldn't deal with it early on. Too too much camp. Yeah, yeah. The, the camp, the the acting was not the best. They did not get the best of actors. So the lines were kind of flat and shit. And Which it was is crazy because like, it's yeah, WWE. Nah. And it's like, yo, my nigga, you have a stable of great actors. Aren't y'all all good actors? Man. Nope. <laughs> See, but that's the thing, though. You know what I mean? That That's a... It probably has nothing to do with those people because it's like it's like a subsidiary company in Hollywood of WB that just has the rights to use their shit. Uh, you feel me? At least I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm assuming it is, right? Wait, I don't, you said I don't, WB or WWE? WWE. Okay, yeah, sorry, like you know what I'm saying. But you know what I'm thinking about? Hold up. How many, like most wrestlers that I've seen go into any form of acting, whether it's like cameos or actually movies, are actually pretty good at it. Because I'm thinking about John Cena. Um, even Andre the Giant, um, uh, The Rock. I mean, wrestlers actually are really good actors. That's because you haven't seen a lot of the WWE movies. There are a lot of WWE movies that you've just never seen and heard of before, Ooh. starring like Big Show <laughs> and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And there uh, was another one that had, that, that, that had uh, movies. But no, like a lot of WWE actors, like Edge had a movie. Fucking, I think Randy Orton also had a movie. Like, nah, there, there's a lot of them that come out because WWE, like I said, WWE has their own production company yeah. that makes movies, and they're not good. Oh. They're not good, bro. Oh, so, so, so the ones that, that can make it to the mainstream are the exception. Oh, cool. yeah. The ones that make it to the mainstream, make it to the mainstream don't do so doing so any it's WWE not like movies. authors where, like, there's tons, there's, like, a huge amount of non-mainstream authors that are really good at their trade. That's not the same thing with WWE actors. It's like, yeah. no, no, no. I mean, it, it's There's two a different few styles of, of acting, Most of right? them are just uh, physically it's, capable of doing what they do. Yeah, and it's two different styles of acting. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. live acting in a ring, doing a very specific thing that is your shtick that you've been doing for X long versus acting with other actors on a set, getting it right every single time the director says cut. That's a different story entirely. Memorizing a script. It's like, you know like, I mean? like why your stunt man can't also be the main actor. It's like, exactly. he's good at doing different stunts. Different skill sets. Yep. Different skill set to actually. Well, yeah, see, the there's, there's a ton of shitty, shitty WWE Oh, wow, movies. there's like rows and rows of them. Yeah, <laughs> and not all of them are, nah, I'm not, I'm not even guessing not all of them are good. I would say not all of them are bad. Like, two or three of them are good. The exceptions. <laughs> the exceptions are good. Yeah, but, you know, WWE, they got, they got bread like that. You know what I'm saying? And it's easy for their actors to get, not, not actors, their wrestlers to get some exposure and some side pocket cash. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. And, the, and, the, and there is a niche audience 100%. for people who like mm-hmm. camp and who mm-hmm. want that. You know what I mean? And, and they're fans. People who know? are, exactly, people who are big fans of those actors will watch them in those movies. You know? It's true. Because that that's, if I were to figure one out, it, uh, like a, a piece of media that I consumed that was like, it was just bad. It didn't offend me. It would probably be because I liked the artist that that produced that produced it, but it was just not their best work type of thing. Mm-hmm. That's probably what would fall in that category for me. You know what I mean, I mean, you can check out Interrogation starring Edge. 12 rounds starring John Cena. You know what I'm saying? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> John Cena, your the point's Marine. made. You're, you're, you're beating a dead horse. The, po- the movies are have a wide range of quality. <laughs> now, let me not shit on WWE movies since I haven't watched any in their entirety. You know what I'm saying? I'm being unfair. But the, the fact that the ones you've encountered have been not completable doesn't bode well. It's a, it's understandable your perspective for sure. You know what I'm I just want to let everybody know, you know, my opinion is only half good because I haven't actually seen these things. You know who we need to get back on the show is 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 Vic. Facts. I'm sure he has he has I'm sure he has multiple words to say about that man, very topic. I feel like <laughs> even Vic hasn't seen most of these movies, man. That's what I was saying. Even as a fan, but I do a big wonder. I wonder if he actually has, because, yeah. I, I know, know. It's I'm probably curious. like a dark secret. Like, if we ever ask you know him, he's like, I don't talk about it, but yeah, I've seen There's all so of them. There's so many of them. Like, <laughs> there, there has to be, like, two or three of them that are halfway decent, because they've made, like, a ton. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really funny how much of these have, like, um, 
wrestling related uh, uh okay uh, if you're names. passing up on the wrestling pun in your title when you <laughs> yes. then you're failing come on these are all, i'm surprised it. that more of them don't have good wrestling puns as a matter of fact like i'm surprised most of these movies aren't made originating from a wrestling pun title it's like right. all right what's the movie now like wait wait what <laughs> it's basically some random shit that a wrestler said in a promo and somebody in the back was like Yo, we're doing a movie, a movie on that that'd be a good movie bro let's get that let's get that going Oh man, that's that's great, man. That's and the, you know that that's uh what happens when your creative process is based solely around manipulating the consumer's uh, preferences, pretty much, yeah. and not around just like, hey, make some art, and hopefully your artistic acumen lands. Nah, B, <laughs> we don't do that no more. Well, man, not a thing. That's one of the options that we're gonna choose to ignore. Yeah, but and you know, not for nothing, I don't actually begrudge capitalists for choosing not to partake in that in that method because there's a huge indie market you know what i mean it's like n- n- not everyone should do that and nor is that healthy as well you know what i mean I, I wish that there was better ways of organizing resources than the corporate method because it doesn't produce like really good art usually but fuck it it's not like they're choke if they were like choking out and whatever uh things they do to limit competition from the indie markets, yeah, I'll, I'll rail against that. But I don't, eh, fuck it, I don't begrudge them for using that method. It is what it is. Well, there's always other stuff that, the other stuff is still there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, and, and honestly, that's a perspective I've taken from you. Because um, as this is a topic that we, we broach at least once a week, you know what I mean? Like, I've come to realize, like, yeah, you know, it, it's kind of hypocritical to, to say that, that sh- that form shouldn't exist because then what if they take that stance? Yeah, you know what I mean? So as long as the everyone's allowing equal play, then even though that's not what they're doing, but in the spirit of that, could respect their 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 existence, you know? Yeah. Can we all live? No. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's really the embodying of that, but we can't, and that's the sad part because we can get so much farther. <laughs> we ain't never reaching stars fuck that <laughs> and i think it's better for the stars that way <laughs> if humans stay right where they are when we sequester them motherfuckers yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a galactic uh society that's like nah keep those tickets nah they, they got a lot of work to do man before we let them come out here bro because god for a bit because the thing is 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 any that would be one of the first things that any kind of benevolent galactic society or intergalactic society would would recognize would be their utter susceptibility to anything like the human race because the the human race is really good at exploiting benevolence like oh word you're willing to do that for free shit you got my whole life fucked up i'm going to create an entire economy off of exploiting that one free resource Mm -hmm. all while you have to try to compete with me paying into all of your resources like it's so fucked um, so yeah, I'm pretty sure that any kind of intelligent galactic soci- intergalactic society is like, bruh, don't let those niggas, don't give those niggas shit. <laughs> like, like they could just, they, they could probably show up and give us infinite energy, but they're like, do not do that. Humans will not behave well with infinite energy, dog. Yeah. I mean, would you give a child a gun? I mean, they do it in Texas. No, no, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. You're absolutely right. I wouldn't give a child a gun. you see that it's a terrible idea? Absolutely. Where where was it? It was someone on the East Coast that the little boy shot that woman. Uh, Shot that lady, and I'm so glad that she survived. It's Newport News, Virginia. My heart, I was heartbroken for that teacher. I was like, holy shit. To get shot by a (laughs) six-year-old? Bro. To go out like Omar in The Wire, you know what I mean? Get funny. shot by the little kid doing some fuck shit. Bro. Yeah. And that little nigga was talking about guns the whole time and nobody wanted to to address him. Man. Bro. I, I, I lo- it's, it's, be- behind the screen, it's always what funny watching people with like poor weapon, just, just safety. It's like, I remember this video, this, uh, see this video of the internet, some old dude is at a party and he's like, I don't know what the fuck my nigga was doing, he's testing the gun or some shit, for some reason he decides to put the gun over his head and test it to see no, his why? Shot a hole in his head. Why? Like, <laughs> I'm like, goofy okay, ass nigga. If you want to shoot it at, why shoot it at yourself? I would never shoot anything at myself. I just have too much self-preservation. 
Yeah, but it's one of those things though. People just, you know, it's 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 just the lapse in judgment. Or he could have been super drunk. That too. That's possible. Right? Because like I could imagine a state of mind where I thought about that, but then I would immediately like if I was sober, I would immediately say, Don't do that stupid. You know what I mean? But if you're drunk enough, you might you lose the inhibitions. And so while you're telling yourself, Don't do that stupid, your body is already doing what your brain is thinking, maybe. I, I mean, don't know. That's, that's also crazy. a possibility, but carelessness with a gun is a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. guns are very like they're super casual, so it's it's easier to forget that this thing can end your life or end someone's life instantly. That's why the military spends so much time reinforcing gun training into you, right? That's why you go through the trouble of training people because people casually look down the barrel to see if it is loaded. People do that. It's a thing they do. It's, so weird. it's not a thing that a good. lot of people do, but like 10% of people just absentmindedly do that. You know, like lean the barrel yeah. uh, uh, on their foot type shit is the, the, the type of shit they teach you not to do in the army because... You know, it, it's a gun. You don't want to hold up the weight, so people, you know, hold it in all casual ways. As a, as if we were to have a genuinely healthy gun culture, I think that gun training, yes, should start young. But what you have to balance that with is not proliferating the environment with guns, such that the child becomes desensitized to them. You see what I'm saying? Like, yes, teach them about it, and you know. If you, you know, as they get older, train them on its functionality, but you can't just have them around like toys because when you combine training and the, the, the lack of, of respect for its lethality, you get a culture of people who will do, you know, 10% of people willing to look down the barrel of the gun when that is, you don't even have to know about guns to know that that's a dangerous thing to do in general. You know what I mean? Like it's a tube with a projectile in it. Don't care if you call it a gun. You know what I mean? It's like, don't do that. Yeah. But like I said, you always yeah. got to account for the percentage of people yeah. who are just fuck-ups. And they're just, you can't save them. You feel me? Some people are just Darwin Award winners waiting to collect their award. They it just, it just hasn't been there yet. You feel me? It's just not their, their time. It would be nice if we could do all that stuff. But even if we do do all that stuff, some people are just going to slip through the cracks. <laughs> Yeah, but we, you know, we could, we could just, you know. I'm not saying not to. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. for sure. No, no, I wasn't saying, I wasn't sure, saying that sure. you were. You know? we, we should absolutely teach people how mm -hmm. to do not be fuck ups. Yeah, ultimately, it's just harm prevention. You know, just it reduces. Uh, and that's uh, prevention numbers, is worth a pound of cure. Feel uh, me? Totally. Always, 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 always. I'm, I'm not the type of nigga that likes to pick up shit afterwards because that's always harder. It is, man. It is the worst. But yeah, that's what's up. Uh, what were we talking about slightly before that? That's it. Uh, there was oh, one movie that movie, I yeah. saw in uh, Assassin Club, and I didn't see nothing else this week. And oh, I'm sorry. So you, I this weekend, you this oh, no. weekend. Oh, weekend. Okay, got you. I thought you said this weekend. My bad. <laughs> I was like, what? Hanging on there, pregnant pause. Like, oh shit. But oh uh, yeah, uh, I haven't actually been watching all too much. I did take the fam out to go. Um, uh, Carolina got tickets to Monster Jam Weekend Monster Trucks. Sounds and pretty Ken, lit. Yo, Kenny, he loves... See, kids tend to love things on TV, but then when they encounter them in real life, they're like, whoa, way too much mm -hmm. type of thing. And especially something like a monster truck that uh, <laughs> is really loud, loud and... the noise, yep. Bruh, loved it. He loved it. I was Turn. so surprised and, and, and impressed and, and proud of him, like... He had a great time. He did good with keeping on his earmuffs and stuff because, you know, that shit is just, you know, it'll damage your ears. Is like the stadiums, man, get really, really loud. And not for nothing, they put on a fucking good show. The show is actually very entertaining. And uh, I think I'm probably going to make that like a yearly thing for the family, you know? Like, that's a dope little outing. Nice. And it wasn't as redneck as I thought it was going to be. Like, I thought it was going to be <laughs> super redneck. But no, nah, it was a nice, diverse about, uh, group of people, like, Everybody out there having fun. Nobody was out there wilding out. You know what I mean? There's, you know, diversity. There's men and women. Like, it was a gender diversity. I was like, dang. Maybe Monster Jam is the jump off. And the stadium was fucking packed. <laughs> yeah, they packed out the stadium. And I was genuinely impressed. I was like, okay. Maybe I need to get out of my house a little bit more. Shit. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, Monster Jam was, was, was awesome. Um, Grave Digger is still the... Fucking, <laughs> still the main uh, uh, headliner, and he's been around since I was a kid, man. Because mm -hmm. I remember fucking the the commercials for Monster Jam, dude. That's why I'm like, yo, this is like an institution in this bitch. 
and you could tell the drivers have gotten so much more charismatic. Like <laughs> they they remind me of like the NASCAR drivers mixed with wrestlers. They're like NASCAR drivers mixed with wrestlers, which is actually yeah. Yeah, I mean that's Monster Trucks is exactly that, exactly right? That. Yep. <laughs> because they do races, they do freestyle stunts, they do, uh, and then they do um, they do racing freestyle um. And there was a third event, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but um, yeah, it's it's one where they do a bunch. So the the uh they did a single skill event, skill event, um, and yeah, dude, like they had a they had a a female driver, which I was like, dang, they really diversify in the squad, even though she wasn't that great. <laughs> and it's like, no, you can't be the woman driver and be the worst. <laughs> Because now you're just fulfilling stereotypes. <laughs> but no, I, all jokes aside, um, they had an African driver, and that nigga was boss, bro. His name was Zombie. Dog. He did, first of all, the most gangster donut into, like, a, a, a hairpin stop. And, like, because, like, he's doing a donut for, like, a solid, like, 10, 12 seconds. Mm -hmm. And then manages to stop on a dime perfectly aligned with the arena. I'm like, okay, it's that was fresh. fucking skillful. Like uh, the other dudes who uh, the other um skill performers who are doing um donuts as their skill choice, uh, like did one where they did a like a a, a one a one four uh like wheelie where they were uh standing on the opposite wheels while they were spinning. That shit was dope. It's like pretty, damn the axle of the shit, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, dude, it was a really good show. So uh, surprisingly, uh, Monster Jam was it. That and um. I have been preoccupied. I, you know, I like to typically keep my uh, mobile gaming habit to myself. But in general, I've been playing um, Honkai Star Rail, and that game is a super competent JRPG. Nice. It's like you could come, you can completely re uh, remove all of the mobile gaming innovations that it's implemented, and the game would be super fun just to play through, like a, you know, uh, Chained Echoes or something like a really fun turn-based RPG with some engaging mechanics uh, internally and you know that I think is is super super uh, uh, rare for the for the games that are released uh, on mobile when it comes to the JRPGs because you know it's it's satisfying the place that I thought Octopath Traveler mobile would have taking a super engaging role-playing game and kind of optimizing it for the incremental uh, uh, content output, which, you know, if that's the only way that they can figure out how to monetize their game, as long as they implement it responsibly, I'm game. Because you can only fight the tide but so long. And they're finally putting out, like, JRPG-style games, like, in earnest. And so... It's like, all right, let's let's see what they're bringing to the table. And Octopath Traveler, I think, suffered from not having um an engaging aesthetic. Like the storylines were interesting, but too brief, and none of the imagery. Like there was not a single thing that I was excited to see in the game, like visually consume. I was excited to 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 read and 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 see what kind of storylines they would develop because they were all very mature and well thought out, but the visuals were just land to the <laughs> utmost and so um it never really engaged me but this game has managed to take all of what was good about that and then give it a vibrant engaging visual aesthetic and then not and it hasn't been abusive with the monetization and the way that they they gate progression through player experience, I think, is the optimal way to going about it to make sure that someone doesn't just grind out all of your content in 24 hours, but at the same time doesn't feel like there's not enough content for them to consume and have fun during their play sessions. They've worked a really good balance with that, you know? And so, uh, yeah, dude, Honkai Star Rail, man, been a really, uh, a ton of fun, man. I think that they, they, they've, they're onto something with it, you know? Of course, it's marred just by the presence of gotcha um, mechanics that uh, gate some of the more um, interesting characters. But they, the game is completely playable with the core roster of characters. So that's what's, I, that's what's more important. As long as I can play your game with the characters you give me, I can, I can pretend that the other part doesn't exist. 
just never touch the gotcha button. Practice self-control, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, as long as I have characters that I can play with that are fun and 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 interesting to me, good enough for me. Because, you know, if it was a, you know, an RPG, then that's pretty much what you'd get, you know? Mm-hmm. And so if, as long as you give me the core game, you know what I mean? I can I can forego the gotcha as as extra, you know what I mean? And so yeah, Honkai Star Rail I think is really hitting that balance well. You know, fun little anime story. Not no nothing groundbreaking on the story, but it is a fun anime story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, pretty much in the far flung future, you uh, they have uh organizations that unearth relics from the past, which are like from our current day civilization. And so there's a fun little anachronistic feeling to it where you get the futuristic um, aesthetic with some, like, you know, uh, modern-day uh, feel to it to some degree so it doesn't feel completely alien. Yeah, it's a really well-done well done, well done um, storyline and, and lore and, and world-building. But, yeah, outside of that, I haven't been too, doing too much else this weekend. Just been busy doing hell shit. So, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, jump into some of these here topics because there's been a little bit of stuff going on around the around the world and and uh back at home you know i'm a really big fan of roy wood jr and while i genuinely dislike most of the media that comes out of the white house because it's disingenuous on the face of it i always thought it was funny that at the white house correspondence dinner the the one time of year where they point out the journalists who are pivotal to the dissemination of information and are supposed to be honoring them, they consistently use a, ch- a comedian to represent them. I think that that is indicative of how they really feel about the media. It's like, yeah, 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 but you're a fucking joke and we'll never take you seriously. But because of that kind of shade, I always thought it was a spicy venue because then the comedians always throw shade back at the politicians. Hey, so I think it's a, a nice little back and forth that happens yearly between the media and the uh, and politicians. But nonetheless, they brought Roy Wood Jr. in this year, and boy, did he have a fucking field day. Really entertaining. If you get a chance to check it out, um, I'm sure they'll be releasing it, you know. Yeah, there are already clips on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, so you caught some clips? Nope. Oh, there you go. So you should check them out. They're really funny. Um, But yeah, dude, big ups to Roy Wood Jr. You know, that's a great stage for him. You know, I don't, I don't begrudge anybody for, for taking their time out up there. You know, Seth Meyers did a really good one one year, which he roasted Donald Trump, and that was before the presidency. And boy, did he ever fucking, he came back. <laughs> Donald Trump has had a, a huge fucking uh, 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 grudge against him ever since then. But yeah, <laughs> making fun of man's. You can't make fun grudges, of a man bro. baby and at his home, at, on his home field. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he, he be taking shit personal. Very much so. But um, yeah, Roy was out there roasting it up. <clears throat> but yeah, I thought that that was fun and interesting. Um, uh, definitely wanted to shout my man's out because you know I think that Roy balances that line of becoming mainstream without sacrificing the integrity that he had to 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 gain becoming a stand up comedian and working actually up through the the uh the industry you know because you know everyone has their path but roy's path was one that you know it was long and arduous he's been in it he's been at it for decades at this point you know and so yeah to see him make it to the white house correspondence dinner i think was dope um but yeah that was that was a a a fun watch this this weekend um (laughs) you know Something's got to be said about this country's overwhelming fascination for billionaires, man. Because this guy, Elon Musk, has been on a fucking, like, three-year downward spiral after his lady left him. And fucking just Twitter driving it into the ground. SpaceX, SpaceX is... They just fired up their uh their latest space uh space station that they were trying to to prepare for uh for I think uh, geosynchronous orbit, and that shit exploded fucking on the reentry, and they're over here trying to 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 frame it like nah dude it was still a success you know how much data we got from that and it's like <laughs> yeah you can get data from failure you know what I mean like you don't have to claim this is a success because you didn't complete the mission but nonetheless I can understand that. If you had an alternative motive of gathering data, you succeeded at that, but you ain't succeeded at this mission. 
And it's like, bro, like the amount of, of mental gymnastics that people do to keep these guys' reputations afloat amidst the massive amount of failures. And that's not even to say that their failures are indicative of of a lack of, of quality of idea. Most people fail more than they succeed, even people that we generally consider successful. You know what I mean? Throughout life, most things that you plan out will probably fall short or have to be uh, compromised on. And so it's not like, you know, I'm pointing out all of these failures to say, see, that's why you're whack. But what we should do is understand when people are trying to sell us, you know, a, a bag of snake oil. And if, if the person's not owning that failure, then it's very unlikely that, that it's because they are so, so used to eventually becoming successful. It's probably because they aren't really as successful as they are projecting. And that failure is as probably more indicative of the overall uh, uh, success rate and not just that individual thing. But yeah, dude, billionaires... <sighs> The, the reputation laundering that goes on in this society blows my mind. Like, this guy, Elon Musk, I, I'm not exactly sure what is so appealing outside of his ineptitude. Like, it seems like the vast amount of people who, who relate to and love him do so explicitly for his failings. And that's the part that I'm like, yikes, man. If that's... If that's the if that's how how the general public has chosen to organize themselves, it's going to be very difficult. You know, it's going to be very difficult to make a a, a progressive future because <clears throat> those people will only promote you know negative toxic values like that. You know, and that's the unfortunate uh, uh, byproduct of democracy is that sometimes the worst traits become the most widespread. It is true. You know, we could just look at the passing of history in America to realize, like, yo, there's times in America's history where some of the worst traits were the norm and completely okay. And so we should look at most things in that kind of progressive fashion. And maybe all of those things, those traits that we've been lauding the, the the Gordon Geckos of the world just uh, billowing out the greed is good mantra, you know, and all of these sociopathic tendencies that we've we've encouraged some of the most powerful men in this country to embody. Maybe the general populace was wrong for lauding those things, you know, and we should consider moving society towards a place where, you know, we're not doing that, you know, like we we're we're, we're acknowledging that maybe you know. We're looking on the past with perfect vision, you know what I mean? But at the same time, we shouldn't move forward and create a world and, or perpetuate those ideas that we're now acknowledging weren't great at that time. But I guess that is far more nuanced development than we can expect from the American public at large. You know, it's not like we have a society that is organized towards providing you the experiences to get to that end. No. We have a very, very wonderful consumer society that will keep you indulged and engaged <laughs> as, uh, for as long as you want without ever having to look inwards and consider those kind of things. But yeah, sorry. That, that was a, a bit of a side jaunt. But yeah, dude, I'm watching all of these. Like The past two weeks have been fucking terrible for fucking Elon Musk. And just watching the social media horde fucking internationally like oh goodness it's not and that's the worst part is that like his cult of personality unfortunately is international which is even scarier but yeah it's something that you very much see embodied at large in americans and yeah i don't know i just i, I can't imagine how people could be so blind to like yeah no no, no but his shit blew up in midair and he's trying to tell you no 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 we won like, no, okay, cool. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, but the fact that there's people arguing, like, no, he's right. He did win. It's like, oh, no, dude, dude, he was just, he was just blowing smoke up your ass, dude. Just ignore him. But no, they take it to the bank, and it's like, all right, I hear you. And, and it would be, 
it would be nice if these weren't the people that are then being invited into the like Elon Musk has become pretty much a public figure because of this cult of personality, which has elevated him to such a position that now the White House is looking at him as a leader of industry when they want to do things. When all he's ever done was create traffic jams in L- in Las Vegas and lie to the city council of, of LA about building um transportation between to bypass the 405 and 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 his boring company never actually uh uh created any of the sustainable building materials that they were supposed to be um using all of the excess dirt for so it's just like you know we keep going back to this guy he is a complete failure but he's a, a leader of industry, and our government keeps inviting him back in. And so as much as I wish I could just ignore it, like, oh, like like you can do with most, you know, social media buffoonery, they keep on validating it by putting him into the institutions in charge of making our lives more efficient. And it's like, fuck, man. Like, how do we fix that? You know, how do you fix that in a society? I don't know. Um I'm sure that I'm sure there's not one thing that you have to fix. I'm sure that this is a confluence of many things failing in society, and we'd have to bolster all those things to to see any change in it. But you know, be aware of that kind of stuff, man. Like it, there is a connection there because a lot of people don't put the the one and two together between yeah, this guy's a complete failure, and holy shit, this guy is actually in charge of advising our government on how to do these things. Wonder why the government's so bad at it. <laughs> it's like oh. Well, yeah, maybe it's because they've they've offloaded the responsibility to the people who don't fucking know what they're doing. Yeah, it's probably got a lot to do with it. But um, yeah, that that's something in our government that that we need to fix. You know, alongside or far before we fix whatever else is going on, we got to deal with the fact that our government resorts to leaders of industry and in industries that they have defrauded their way to the top of. And so then we're stuck here footing the bill for a bunch of plans that never come to fruition. Terrible. Terrible. I don't know how America, America must, that's what I'm saying. Like that is how robust the country that was built on the back of slavery was. That's how much they exploited that workforce is that the, that the country that they built is so robust that it hasn't had functioning machinery for decades and it's still tottering along with no with no end in sight you know like the end is in sight but we just don't we can't foresee it cuz it almost looks like it's probably going to go on past our lifetime maybe another one or two but it's going to die because it's clearly destroying the world that it's inhabiting you know so it's like man that's uh that's a rough one man and it is i don't see anywhere where where there's movement, you know, like, oh, no, no, but look here, this is where things are getting better. It's like, yeah, but what does that have to do with the actual problem? Like, all the progress in this world is made in places that are completely ancillary to the actual problem. It's like, shit, I wonder how long we could go on like that, dealing with everything but the problem. And if if real-life relationships are any uh, answer to that, not very long. <laughs> not very. But yeah. Moving on from that, man. R.I.P. Uh, Jerry Springer, man. Lost the legend, bro. Talk about talk about the cult of celebrity, man. And you know, I think I think Jerry Springer, and this is gonna be my hot take on on the career of Jerry Springer. I think Jerry Springer was a culture vulture in the best way possible, because what was Jerry Springer's claim to fame for a long time? People fighting on his show. People beating up Ku Klux Klan members. He didn't believe in the ideology of the Ku Klux Klan, but I'd be damned if he didn't every week have at least one episode where a Ku Klux Klan member wasn't getting his ass handed to him on stage. And it's like, damn, that is that is the best thing. He took a culture that he didn't believe in and that he actually despised and made tons of money off of it. I'm not mad at it. That's culture vulturing in the best way, man. Because everybody likes to talk about American culture. KKK, now that's American culture. You you don't get much more American culture than that. And that man exploited those. And they were all probably fake. For not for nothing. But who cares? You know what I mean? Like he took that imagery and paraded it around for the for the parody that it was. 
you know? And th- I think that's why Jerry Springer had such a huge backing amongst people. It was like, he, he took people that society was parroting to begin with. It was like, yeah, because he was a professional um, TV producer prior to Jerry Springer. He made, uh, I want to say he was making news television prior to going into Jerry Springer. And he's like, yeah, but fortunately, I think what the people really want is a bunch of people beating each other up. And he's like... So only the fights are the highlights of that I show. just give people what they want. I don't believe in any of this shit. I think it's the base. Why do you think he ended every show with an intelligent thought? It's because he, I don't think that he really... He didn't really... He wasn't trying to push those negative... Tr- he's just like, but that's all you guys will look at. And if I have to give you that for you to consume just a little bit of this knowledge I got at the end of it, because the final thoughts were genuinely, like, kind of insightful. I don't know if you remember them, but they, they was kind of insightful. Yeah. It's a way, it's, it was his way of bringing balance to a show that was absolute shit. That was, Boy. You know what I'm saying? It was his way of putting a little cherry on top, saying, hey, this isn't complete trash. Did, did he mainstream the shit show? <laughs> Definitely not. America itself mainstreamed the shit show. I know, but on American TV, there, was, it, there always seems to be some kind of restraint. Like, it was never, like, great. Like, they were always abusive to women and to minorities and stuff like that. But, I mean, Jerry Springer's show was a total shit show. Everybody got it. Black, white, Hispanic, and different, transgender, man, woman, everybody was a shit show. It was great. <laughs> so, I'm like, man, he brought the shit show, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, he, it, he brought it out of the shadows. You know what I mean? Like, it was no longer, like, something that we indulged in in private. It was like, nah, B, you putting that shit on in the morning for everyone to see first thing. Have fun, people. Yeah, I mean, because Jerry Springer would come on at like nine in the morning. It was like first thing they was throwing that at you. But hey, my man became a cultural icon for it. And you know, I think, and, and not for nothing, he did it without predating on a culture that was vulnerable. You know what I mean? He did it equal opportunity. Everyone's culture is 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 up for for ridicule in this parody, right? Because it was a parody, I would say, of, of of real life. It was a parody of a talk show, of like a Ricky Lake or something like that that was dramatizing people's lives, but still. Or um, the Joan Rivers show. I don't know if you ever watched any of that shit when you were a kid, but Jerry Springer had very strong parallels to those shows, you know, in the format and and everything. But it was definitely markedly less serious. But yeah, man, Jerry Springer, dude, definitely left his mark on on American TV. I think, arguably, also left a huge mark on American culture at large, you know. But I do think that it is open to debate what that was. But yeah, really, really a uh, uh, monumental figure in TV. But yeah, other than that, man, uh, shit's been going down around the world, bro. Fucking a, man. Sudan is in crisis right now. And you know the you know the anti-war community and 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 the diverse communities of, of people with voices attempting to be heard on this on on these subjects around the world, you know, like to point out like, hey, look what's going on in Sudan and look what's going on in Ukraine and why and it's and they're not generally comparable situations. You know, Sudan is going through a civil war right now because the former military uh dictator or the dictate the military dictator who came into power had continuously been making promises to to um to hand over power to civilian rule that he is um obfuscated and so now one of his generals is mobilizing forces to usurp him but unfortunately, the general who's going to usurp him is has made very strong overtones of also just being a dictator. He's not actually trying to overthrow him to institute the democratic order to the people. He's trying to... Fill the power vacuum. Yes. Or, or make a power vacuum to fill. <laughs> you know what I mean? Trying to take him out so that he could can then step into that role. And um, so we've unfortunately entered into a situation where there is a civil war happening where both sides are looking to dominate and subjugate the people. And so, whereas typically people will mobilize in a civil war, 
civil wars will typically uh, have very high rates of mobilization in the, the public. This is actually purely creating a refugee crisis because people have to flee. They have to. There's no way they can say there's no fight for them to have. They don't want to, you know what I mean? Like to, to expect civilian people to take up arms to fight to be in a tyranny you know, just it's not really sensible. And so, yeah, they're doing what is in their best interest. And so, unfortunately, the byproduct of that is a humanitarian and refugee crisis happening around um, North Africa. Um, now, that's not to say, everyone's like, oh, everyone got something to say about Ukraine and nobody got nothing to say about that. And it's like, I don't think that's the same thing. I'm pretty sure Ukraine's being invaded for better or worse. Like, you could have all the critiques you want of, criti of, of Ukraine. Absolutely. Have those critiques. I don't think that a substantive critique comes in saying that Ukraine started this. No, Ukraine didn't invade their own borders, unless we find out later on that this is like a collusion or something of the Russo-Ukrainian uh, 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 governments. But, you know, Ukraine being invaded and people being against an invasion of a country is, I think, very different than having two warring factions fighting for dictator power in a country like there is far more nuanced things to say about that that need to be discussed than the very clear cut right and wrong actions happening on the international stage when russia sends tanks into kiev unprovoked you know what i mean and so yeah you know i, I think that there's a lot of disingenuousness unfortunately from the anti-war crowd um and it's a shame that so much of the online discourse has revolved around um, trying to make false equivalencies between conflicts when if you're going to take the anti-war stance, you either need to have enough energy to apply that nuance to each individual uh, uh, situation or just stay in your lane. You know what I mean? Which I think is generally what people are trying to do. But then you have the, you know, the faceless masses out there trying to 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 gin up this this con uh this conflict, you know, between people who have genuine concerns about what's going on around the world. And it's a shame. You know, the online discourse is consistently diffuse and and uh, fracturous and just not having no solidarity, you know, just people have no ability to disagree without losing solidarity. I can disagree with someone without losing my ability to work with them or work towards our mutual goals, you know, and that is an important skill to have as an adult in any society, I would think. Is that, is that a crazy thought, right? Like that's no, part of socialization. That. Never compromise with anyone. Feel me? Just create hostility everywhere you live. <laughs> that it's funny because it sounds like that. That definitely sounds well. That like is the purpose of the internet. It. You know, like I said, there's uh, there's an entire industry that's based around this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's it's like it's it's not going to go away because the fact of the matter is the internet. All internet discourse exists to sell the advertising on the place on the that place. you're clicking on it that has that discourse. So. It is, it, is, it is in their best interest because they don't care about the world at large. They care about the success of their site and or their company. And when everybody else is doing clickbait and being <clears throat> and pretty much farming aggression for clicks, unfortunately, that's not going to go away or dissipate. Only thing you can do is just not be part of that masses. And, you know, exp help the people around you to not do that as well. But unfortunately, it's not going anywhere. Titles are made to get you upset so that you're more likely to click on them and interact because you actually typing into whatever typing, um, whatever allows you to make a comment, that engagement is much more beneficial than a simple like or anything else. So if, if an argument is written well enough to get you to actually click on it and then actually type something into it, <laughs> it's you feel me? They've won. That's the entire point. That's the entire point of the... That's how the new algorithm works. And unfortunately, it, it's it's how the businesses work. So that's just how our that's why our online discourse has been so feverishly moved and so consistently moving in this direction pretty much since 
broadband internet became a thing since Twitter became a thing. You know, and not for nothing, um, I'm, I'm, you know who I'm going to call to task on on why that has become extremely prevalent? It's the the academic scientific industry. The the scientific industry has done a terrible job of validating and teaching and spreading information about how psychology works. And they've allowed the general public to relegate psychology to pseudoscience and figments of their imagination, which makes them extremely soft to psychological manipulation. And it, it's so sad because it's, the, the advertising industry has learned to prey upon a very common facet of our psychology, and that's our hypervigilance. We will be attracted to dangerous things, not because we, we enjoy dangerous things, but because we've developed the psychology to be vigilant towards those things, because at least when you're paying attention to them, you can react to them. But you, cannot re you can't react to things that are not in your attention span. And so we have evolved, our evolutionary psychology has bent us towards hypervigilance. And now advertising has taken this hyper-sterile environment uh, of the internet, which, you know, you can engage on the internet and have no direct physical harm just by the typing that you're doing. And so the hyper-sterile environment, and they grab your hypervigilance because there's no other danger. So whenever they present something that is eye-catching or they're they're manipulating the hypervigilance and then instead of like giving you substantive information with that they're just shoving all kinds of random shit you know what i mean the worst kind of media and information and yeah. images they're reinforcing their hold on you once they have that hold Ugh. and so yeah it's it, it's a shame you know and so it, it yeah it's gonna require people to just individually abstain you know, if, if there was a, a an idea of abstinence in this culture, then people would say, hey, you know what? I'm old enough to realize this is psychologically manipulative. And so in my own best interest, I'm not going to partake in it because the only way for me to, to A, get them to stop doing it, because once they stop, once, once clickbait stops working, they'll stop doing it. Yep. I promise you. Pretty much it's like you're letting the carnival barker uh, uh, piss you off into spending money at yes, a stall. He's winning. He's like, he's yo, winning. bitch ass thing. I bet you can't hit none of this shit back here. I bet your dumb ass can't. You're like, motherfucker, give me ten of them right now. You just paid him a whole bunch of money. Matter of fact, I'll give you the first three upset. free, and I bet you still don't do like, it. They got him. It works, so they're not going to stop doing it. Yep. And so yeah, it, you know, it would require people at large to come to the conclusion that abstaining from clickbaity stuff is actually the best way. You know. But it's so weird that so few people, but I guess that's where the, the you know, the failing educa education system comes into play because so many people click on clickbait and then don't realize it's clickbait. And so they take the stuff inside of the clickbait like like it's factual and like like it's real. And then so they're not even interfacing with it as the fake news that it is. They're interfacing it as if it's encyclopedic knowledge. And so they, they completely lost the ability to have touch with the, with reality because they've now created a whole image of the world that's based off of someone who is directly lying to them to manipulate them, you know? And so, yeah, man, it, it, I think it starts with the failure of the academic industry to validate psychology as a necessity for all people to be educated on from a young age. From a young age, you should be taught to understand how your brain works so you could differentiate between the things that are part of your, you know, biological psychology and things that are part of your developmental psychology, things that are part of you and your personality, you know, but too many people can't differentiate when, you know, I feel bad because I have a stomach ache and I feel bad because something bad is happening to me. It's all the same to them. It's because they don't differentiate between their psychology. But anyway, that's a whole nother tirade. And another um, big part of it is like controlling your emotions. You feel me? Like, they're literally just like most media. They're poking those emotionals to get a specific emotional response. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing you gotta not let people. One of my personal philosophies is I don't like giving other people to dictate, giving other people the power to dictate how I feel. Mm -hmm. Very rarely will I react true how I truly feel to how um, when people say or do things because uh, it's like where it is. Mm -hmm. because it's it, it's like 
once I know that someone is specifically doing something to elicit a specific response, I I really hate the feeling of being manipulated. So once mm-hmm. I realize that, I then it's then I I'm now allowing you to control me. Mm-hmm. I'm now allowing you to control my puppet strings. Once I've seen those strings, so that that's my thing with people. It's like yo, once you've seen the strings, man, I could cut them cut shits. Them. Cut them shits. Like I, I agree. Like, 100%. I, like for me, there's you don't get no points for seeing the trap and then walking into it. But like, but I saw it before I walked in it though. Like you don't get no points for that. You feel me? You, to you me, you still fell in the trap, my nigga. Doesn't no, matter you tried where to you dodge saw it or not. and it still got you. you know what then saying? you get the so point. Like, <laughs> the but shit yeah. with the internet, bro. Like stop, stop falling for that trap. It's weak, bro. They've been mm-hmm. doing that shit for fucking years. Yeah, it's one of those things. And 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 just to embellish on on your idea there, like I I for myself find that. There's your emotions are the byproduct of a hormonal soup in your head. Plus, there you've evolved. Your we've we as humans have evolved for our emotions to be reactionary, and so controlling that isn't really as possible. But what I will never allow to happen is that my emotions control my behavior. That is controlled by my consciousness. You know what I mean? So my emotions. I might be angry, but I don't have to yell. I might be frustrated. I don't have to be disparaging. And that's the place where I work on that personally a ton, or I try to at least, and I fail all the time. Everybody gets to see it, you know what I mean? But ultimately, controlling your emotions, I think for most people, is going to definitely be a failing um, endeavor. But just learn some self-control. Learn to control your behaviors. Learn to sit with your emotions for a while without reacting to them immediately. And you'll find that those that chemical soup balances out after a while. The emotions subside. And then the behaviors become easier to control. But if you lack the self-control to keep yourself, you know what I mean? And that's something you got to learn young. Self-control. Ultimately, I feel like self-control would go a long way to helping the culture instead of of indulging. America absolutely teaches the inverse of that. America teaches fuck self-control. Do what you want when you want it. You're American. You got the freedom to do so. YOLO. Feel me? So you might as well do it now, right? This ain't X Y Z place. This is America. <laughs> you feel me? Fuck self control. Do what you want. Craziness, utter craziness. But yeah, but yeah. It's like there's too many people here for you to be preaching that kind of ideology. It's it's inevitably gonna cause problems. But I think it's the only way is learn some self control. I think it's the only way that we make it. And 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 I use this 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 term a lot. It's something I it's something I made up. But I will never make it to the stars. And I don't mean that as literally even though i do mean that literally it's a double entendre like we'll never make it past what we're doing right now and what we're doing right now i don't think is worth doing uh, you know just as a species you know and 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 reductively from as a species whatever we do individually to contribute to that whatever that is it doesn't feel worthwhile you know there's no collective, uh, you know, there's no collective uh, uh, consciousness, you know, that we could all, you know, partake in because it exists whether we partake in it or not. You know what I mean? We're part of a collective. You know what I mean? Like people made the, the items that we use and so forth and there's people around it. And so we should indulge a little heavier in the, the idea of how we contribute to that, you know? And if we did that, I think it would be a lot more worthwhile than what we're doing now where everyone's just kind of sheepishly, and I wouldn't say everybody, I'm overgeneralizing, but a large portion of humanity is just kind of sheepishly going where they're led so that they can actually survive to the next day type of thing. And uh, yeah, but that is what it is. Um, Sudan, it is it is in crisis right now. Um, it's not looking good. Uh the international community does not have any good answers or remedies to help. And that is even more dangerous because once again, you know, God damn it, Kojima. This is fucking becoming Metal Gear Solid where there's just isolated pockets of war around the world that will perpetually be in war that are that are uh, 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 um, conflicts between a mixture of nation states and mercenary forces. Like, holy shit, dude, dude. Am I making that up? Are we not becoming more Metal Gear Solidified? He just saw the writing on the wall ages ago. Right? You know I mean? Right? My man's... I, yeah, he's an oracle, man. He saw the omens. He saw all the omens. Because it is scary how much this looks like the world of Metal Gear Solid 
sans the the metal gears right because me the metal gears were just uh 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 fun embellishments for a video game honestly that game that story works completely with just nuclear bombs you know what i mean because essentially what metal gears are are what submarines were in world war ii no longer they were just a platform that nobody could 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 detect that could fire a nuclear warhead from anywhere in the world literally what submarines did to the nuclear conflict of the world so you know i mean all the writing was on the walls there for him and for him to take that embellishment of of metal gears replace that uh submarines with that and then just run a story i think it was dope but boy oh boy man is art imitating life or is life imitating art man Oh, so it's one of those weird. things where it's just like, uh, uh, you know, he's not the only one to see that. You feel me? He's Definitely just the only not. one to write a story uh, and make a video through. game about it. You feel me? Somebody also saw that same thing and decided to fund the companies. <laughs> and decided to actually do it and not make a video game. Yeah. Fuck simulating that shit. I'm about to take it live. Yeah, I mean, if you have the ability to make video games, you make video games. But you, if you have the income to make a private military company, then... Which one would you? Which would you do? It's just it's just where you were born and what resources you have access to at that point in time when you get that idea. Yeah, yeah. And of course, your your disposition and general morality. Listen, man. Do you have the inclination to take over the world? And if you do, do you have the resources? Because boy, oh boy, there is tons of inspiration to give you ideas on how to do it. If you got that inclination. There's somebody who painted an image that you're just kind of like, hmm, that kind of makes some sense, though. I'm kind of rocking. But, yeah, let's not take our inspirations in the in the worst way possible, okay? We'll go ahead and wrap up on that, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please feel free to subscribe to us. You can find us on anchor.fm or on patreon.com. You could also find us on social media. You can find me on, on Twitter at Korea underscore T and at Home Heron. You can also find me on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. And always remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one, guys. Peace out. Take it easy.